Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. 97.1 FM Talk Podcast. America. I am not a number. I am a free man. Wiggins America. The only thing I'm going to need from you guys right now is a cup of coffee. Wiggins. Today's global economy waits for no man. America. Today's global business climate is like whatever, dude. Politics is a dirty game. I'm not sure we want to play. There are forces here at work that you couldn't possibly understand. You have no idea how high up this goes. Welcome to Wiggins America. Yes, indeed it is. Wiggins America, hour two, just after seven o'clock Saturday morning. Thank you so much for being here. The big story this morning that we've been talking about all week because we didn't know what it was going to hold is the Arizona Maricopa County audit. We talked about that a little bit last hour. We led with it, actually. And don't worry, because we will be talking about it again here shortly. It is the number one story this morning. We're covering it. Mark Cox Morning Show will be covering it and breaking down all the numbers and figures and things we found out from yesterday's hearing. It was late. It was a long hearing. Or I shouldn't say it was a long hearing. It's a normal hearing. That's how long hearings normally take. The problem is that it happened at the end of the day. And so, you know, we didn't get really a chance to react to it much before the news day was done. And that's the uh, the tough part about a Friday afternoon news dump is that uh, shows like this, we get to talk about it all. But uh, a lot of the other shows don't until Monday morning. So, I, again, Mark Cox will be covering that. We're covering it this morning. But a couple other topics that I did want to get to just because we had them in the hopper. I wrote an article this week about defund the police. And the topic of the article, <clears throat> the headline of the article, actually, is that defund the police is actually racist. Uh, the more we look at what happens when you defund the police or the reasons why people are doing it, 
the more you realize that this stuff is the, the stuff that actual racism is made of. Not what people talk about being racist because they love throwing the word racist around uh, to achieve ends. But when you look at the results of things, this actually has a worse impact on race relations and also on the black population of the United States, black Americans, than other things do. And black Americans know it. That's the problem. That's what makes it so racist. So I'm just going to give you the numbers. So a recent poll by the Star Tribune slash Care 11, which is a Minneapolis news organization and frontline polling just Minneapolis residents. So not all of Minnesota, but just Minneapolis, St. Paul, the demographic area there. And that is a deep blue area. If it wasn't for Minneapolis, uh, Minnesota would be a red state, but Minneapolis is barely holding it blue. Um, Democrats supported the total replacement of the police force, as in abolishing the police and replacing it by something else by a 55% majority. Democrats alone did that. So here's where it gets problematic. When you break down that number into racial groups, 75% of black voters believe the police force should not be reduced in size at all compared to 51% of white voters. So this is predominantly a white issue that is being voted upon and acted upon that 75% of black voters don't even want to happen. The reason I bring this up is because we're seeing this take place across the country that I think, personally, you have well-intentioned white Democrats voting to make this stuff happen because they think they're being compassionate when they're not actually looking at what these things do in the long run and even what their black neighbors want to happen. That is a huge, huge problem. And if you think that racism is being caused by Republicans, because that's the popular narrative, only 7% of Republicans want this to happen. I'm surprised even 7% of Republicans want the police force replaced, but apparently, you know, it is Minneapolis. So if you want to know what happens when real police reform happens and real defund the police happens, just look out your window. Uh, if you live in downtown St. Louis, you're going to see the ramifications. Things are worse than ever. Businesses are not wanting to move downtown. Uh, there's been big stories about corporations that have considered St. Louis as a place to move, and even some who have, but then they complain to the city and say, look, there's just too much crime down here, and there's too much homelessness. It's too volatile to have people come to work here. So they don't want to have their corporation, their headquarters in downtown St. Louis, because it's just too nuts. you know. They don't want to make people drive into a dangerous area, so they look at, even if they want to be in the Midwest, which is a great place to be, especially if you're in manufacturing or shipping or um, industries like that, because there's so many ways to get your product across the whole country if you're right here in the center of it. It's a great place to be for those industries, but they move to areas around here like the suburbs, or they're moving out west further into Missouri. <clears throat> they're moving to states like Kansas, Iowa, Tennessee especially is a big, big hub now. And they're not considering St. Louis, especially downtown, for these reasons. That's the ramifications if you actually do defund the police, which St. Louis has been doing and reducing the number of police that are in the force. Minneapolis, however, has been 
kind of a mishmash of worthless stuff. They've been talking big and not actually doing anything. Here's a couple of points. They wanted to replace the quote-unquote Minneapolis Police Department with a quote division of law enforcement. <laughs> it's 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 nothing. It's the same thing. Or number two, uh, they change dramatically who the police report to. Instead of reporting to the mayor, they're going to report to both the mayor and the city council. Not a huge change. And this is this gobbledygook stuff like, quote-unquote, they're going to integrate and oversee a continuum of public safety efforts that prevent, intervene in, and reduce crime and violence to create safer communities for everyone. Unquote. If you listen to that and you have no idea what I just said, point proven. These things are toothless that they're trying to do in Minnesota because they're just trying to placate white voters into feeling like they did something, even though they're going against the wishes of their black neighbors. Wow, that's amazing. Wiggins, America. That is amazing. Of course, when we talk about racism in the United States anyway, we're talking about the difference between somebody microdosing and ODing in the bathtub, if that makes any sense. The comparison anyway, because the United States, you know, we talk about racism all the time. It's 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 become a national pastime at this point. But that's because we don't have context for both history and for what the rest of the world looks like. If you go to anywhere in the rest of the world um, that is multi-ethnic, because a lot of places are not, you know, a lot of places are pretty monolithic in terms of their culture and their race. Um so you, you, you find a lot of more open nations are the nations that talk about racism the most because they have the most diversity. But in nations like China, for instance, there aren't a lot of Westerners that live in China. There aren't a lot of people outside of Chinese people who live in China. Uh, I'll get more to that in a second because we want to talk about the, the, the Uyghurs. I think is that the way that that word is pronounced. Um, I always read it, so <laughs> saying it feels a little bit weird. Um, but even as I'm talking about racism in the United States, states, which is something that should be addressed, it's not as if we should just not try to solve problems. But, you know, as I just highlighted, sometimes we're looking in the wrong spots, even when we're trying to solve a problem. I see this tweet that comes up. It says, uh, y'all want to talk about actual racism? Remember when they caught a Chinese ship that had African men they enslaved for seven months? Barely feeding them, regularly beating them, and had them on forced labor seven months without a penny. I actually did not remember that. I had to look it up, and I found very little news coverage on it, but this is from 2014, so not that long ago. African slaves on Chinese vessel in Uruguay enslaved a group of 28 African immigrants were held in slavery on a fishing vessel off the coast of Uruguay, beaten and forced to work without pay, attorneys said on Wednesday. Again, this is 2014. The migrants, 24 of whom were from Sierra Leone and the rest from Ghana, said they had not been paid a penny since being since boarding the China-flagged vessel seven months ago. They were divided up between three fishing boats, but upon Uruguay's territorial waters, they were transferred to a single vessel, and that's how this whole thing kind of got caught. But that's the other thing, is that if this stuff was and probably is happening inside of China, you would never know about it. This happened to be in international waters off the coast of Uruguay, and so somebody caught it. But that's the brutal nature of China. They don't, they don't care about racism. And so when you hear things like this story, which I just pulled up from Wednesday of this week, not all the way back to 2014, as in this is happening right now, 
Here's the headline from Global Times. Chinese FM, that's foreign minister, calls on zero tolerance to racism at a high-level meeting to commemorate the 20th anniversary of adoption of, of the Durban Declaration. So this is the Chinese state counselor and foreign minister Wang Yi <clears throat> this week on Wednesday calling on relevant countries, as in the United States, which they're bent on our destruction, to face up to their disgraceful history of racism take the lead in re- and taking the lead in resisting all forms of racism. Wang made the remarks while attending a high-level meeting to commemorate the 20th anniversary of the adoption of the Durban Declaration. He said that the slave trade and colonialism, so he's targeting the United States here, are the main sources of racism. Doesn't it disturb you a little bit when the country with the second most power in the world, maybe aside from the EU, but the EU acts like this squishy administration that we have here. China is bent on power, they're bent on dominance, and they are bent on destroying everything anybody in their way they're just in that phase of tolerance right any regime does this throughout all of history this isn't new Uh, the words we ascribe to it are a little bit new but they first want just acceptance like please just allow us to exist then they want equality oh well now that we exist you're in power please just we want to be equal to you apply this to anything Apply this to the United States in the last 50 years. Apply it to any regime, anytime, anywhere. Apply it to China right now. They're in that equality phase where for a long time we treated them like a third world nation and they got all kinds of economic, especially benefits out of that. We didn't check on anything they were doing. And that's where I wanted to bring in the Uyghurs. So this is a group of people in Western China that they kind of are other you know they're, they're not exactly what you think of as chinese and the chinese don't think of them as chinese um they're islamic so they don't fall into the sort of world of eastern china or the rest of china so they have enslaved these people and they just kill them yet they have the audacity to go on the world stage and accuse us of racism so you got to ask the question not only is it hip- hypocritical for them to do that but why would they do that because they see that that is our vulnerability they are acting like the administration that's in charge of our own country right now constantly dividing us by racial lines to gain power when our own administration is doing that dividing to conquer that's something that we should all be watching out for because there are very sinister people constantly doing that to all of us. Mainly they're in the media, but they're also leading our government right now. American Media Export. Wiggins America. As we've been saying all morning, we've talked about it a little bit so far. We're going to talk about it again because it is the big story this morning. I don't know. I really don't know why they did this on a Friday afternoon, but they released the results of the Arizona audit, and it is the topic that we are talking about this morning. Even if we're making a couple of diversions here and there like we just did, we will get to that more next here on Wiggins. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. 
You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. America. America. Welcome again, Wiggins America. Good morning. Thanks for being up and thanks for tuning in to 97.1. We are definitely going to talk more about the audit. I, I spent the whole first segment, super long segment, just washing through the whole thing. So uh, we don't have as much time in this one. So if you want all the numbers, if you want the whole thing, Go back, rewind if you're on the app. You can use the rewind option. Or you can get the podcast whenever we have that uploaded and get the full breakdown because I know a lot of people are watching that um, and want to know the results. Ultimately, uh, here's the takeaway. There are about 57,000 ballots that for sure need to be thrown out. But I was texting, okay, I was texting with Annie Fry last night. I'm on the Annie Fry show every day. So we're talking and we were talking ahead of this audit because it was supposed to come out roughly at the end of her show. How would we cover this? Ultimately, it, the answer was we, we don't we don't get to. It's not going to happen during your show or at least most of it won't. So it, it was just a matter of, OK, well, then how do I cover it on Saturday morning, which we're doing now? She texted me last night and just said, well, what do you think? And I'll, I'll tell you my answer to her because it, it kind of <clears throat> summarizes the whole thing. I said it's mixed. The numbers themselves seem pretty damning. Uh, there's a lot of suspicious and fraudulent ballots, certainly enough to flip the result of the election, which was the part, part of the reason that they're doing this. They also want to do it for future elections. But just because they're fraudulent, we still don't know if they're for Joe Biden. We assume the majority of them are because Joe Biden's DOJ has been fighting this audit like crazy and everybody in the leftist media has been fighting this audit like crazy and Democrats chose not to be involved in this audit 
for the simple reason that they could turn around and tell everybody, it's a partisan audit. You can't trust it. Yeah, well, you were invited to be 50-50 partners in this audit multiple times, and you turned it down so that you could have that narrative. They're so good at controlling the narrative. Well, I guess when you control the media, you can be good at controlling the narrative. So I, I was disappointed because a lot of the numbers, not all of them, but some of them, is the significant ones especially, I already knew, and we, we've already seen some of this stuff come out in previous Senate hearings. Not all of this. Some of this is new material. And, and if you want to, again, if you want to get the numbers, I explained that all in the first segment here on Wiggins America at uh, just after six o'clock. But we don't know if all of those ballots that are considered now officially fraudulent, and my assumption is will be turned over to the attorney general because we don't know who is responsible for this either. That's another huge problem. Thankfully, the attorney general in uh, Arizona is pretty good, and he's running for Senate. So, uh, like Eric Schmidt is here, you know, he's active in both his campaign and making sure that he's appealing to the base, and also doing his work as attorney general. And he's doing a good job in Arizona, just like Eric Schmidt is here. So, that leaves us with yes, there's a lot of fraudulent ballots. Yes, <clears throat> there could be some. You could use the word stolen, but we still don't know yet. We we can't say that until we know that this wasn't a bunch of just complete incompetence because they did say that too. This could have been just such gross, egregious incompetence that it allowed for you know, thousands and thousands of ballots that were cast after the date and people moved and dead people. I mean, they outline all this stuff. It's all there. But we still don't know whether they were cast for Joe Biden or Donald Trump. And that's what disappoints me, because until we know that, we can't really know an official number. And until we know an official number, those of us who've been following it can't just say, well, this is what it is and move on. Because what needs to happen now is that we move on to a state like Georgia or move on to a state like Michigan or Wisconsin, especially Wisconsin and Georgia, though, because the margin there was so close similar to Arizona, that we think that what happened, if you look at it, based on the timing of when it looks like a lot of votes were added suddenly, it was after the election. Well, they can say, well, that we were just counting mail-in ballots. But a lot of those that they considered fraudulent came in in that very, very, very narrow window of time. So they looked very, very suspicious, and they were probably added to the rolls to make sure that these very, very close states stayed blue. So that's why we need to really look at Georgia, and some of that is happening, and we do need to look at Wisconsin. There's been some great forward momentum there, but I'm not one of those people who says, oh, well, let's only look forward. Let's only look at certain, you know, making sure that future elections are safe. We absolutely do need to do that, and that is one of the main points, if not the main point of doing this, but I absolutely do think we should continue to look back at that election until we get to the bottom of it. More coming up next with Trisha Seekman. Looking forward to conversation with her. We always have good talks. Stick around for that talk. That's next. Wiggins and- After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Imports, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is back. 
and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. 97.1 FM Talk, Saturday morning, Wiggins America. This is uh, just about the end of the show here, but can you hear the studio audience applauding? Oh, you're clapping for yourself. So I was gonna like I was gonna fix this in post and just say, oh, that's this whole studio audience. But now you're clapping for yourself, Trisha. I, I didn't know what we were clapping for, but in hindsight, I'm gonna clap harder. Oh yeah. Here, well, now you know what here you're clapping for, and it's Good you. Morning. So please welcome Trisha Siegman to the show. <laughs> you can hear everybody in their cars clapping. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. Yes. I'll be here for ten minutes. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. So I wanted to ask you the, uh, a big question. We've been talking talking about, of course, audits all morning, and uh, we'll continue to because it just seems like the more we think we're going to get answers, the more this stuff just gets murkier. Um, but there's a government shutdown looming. And so I, I told you, you said, what do you want to talk about? I said, well, I'll tell you when we get on the air because I want to know your opinion on this really fresh. As somebody who's not necessarily deeply invested in these kinds of stories, especially, when you hear oh, there's a government shutdown coming, what do you, th- what's the first thing that comes to mind? Um, the first thing that comes to mind is money, like debt for the country is the first thing I think as far as like what it means for me. Um, it's been a while since this has happened, but I, I think maybe I'm kind of desensitized to it now. I kind of think, eh, like, no, that's, that's good because I, I, I asked you the question specifically because you're not that invested in Mm -hmm. it because there's a big political game that happens whenever there's a government shutdown coming of who to blame. And of course the media, which controls the narrative on most of these things always blames Republicans because Pelosi or Schumer or whoever's in charge of the time will come out and say, well, here's what we're trying to do. We have these great plans. If only Republicans Mm -hmm. would get on board And we're facing a spending bill like we've never seen before. And so you're starting to see that messaging because the likelihood of a government shutdown is becoming more possible and real with every passing day because they're not increasing the debt limit. So they jockey for the sort of favor of people like you who are not necessarily deeply invested in the money and in the politics of it, but you see a headline here or there. And that's why I wanted to know, like, how is this stuff striking you? A, do you care? I mean, the fact that you said that you're desensitized to it, that says a lot because I think that seems to be where most of America is. Yeah. And when was the last time we had a government shutdown? We actually did have that shutdown. Well, there, there's been a few of them, you know, there's even before Trump, we had a few with Paul Ryan in there and they, it always seemed to me like good political football to be playing because if the Republicans can, not necessarily that you want to shut the government down, although, I don't know, right. um, but it saves money. And there are people that argue on the other side that if you if you allow default to happen, that actually does cost you more money because then your credit rating goes down. But it's the U.S. government. Mm-hmm. I mean, everybody knows that they're going to 
go into debt and then probably pay back that debt, at least historically they have. So to me, it's always one of those issues that actually is good for Republicans to go ahead and say, yeah, shut it down. We're not going to spend any more money. But then they always get hurt by that. Yeah. And we did shut it down at that one point. And I remember thinking I remember going into that first government shutdown that I was super, like aware of. And I thought, oh, this is really scary. What's going to happen? Mm-hmm. And pers- on, on a personal level, it didn't impact me all that much. <clears throat> so now I hear it again. Um, I don't necessarily think that I personally want the government to shut down, but that doesn't sway my opinion that the Democrats are right and we should give them the whole cake just because they're asking for it. And it almost feels like a, it almost feels like they're threatening us with it. Yep. And using the American people and the government against us. And that just kind of makes me mad. Now that we're talking about it, I'm mad about it. <laughs> Good. You should be. No, because that's exactly what they do. It's funny you say that because there's been a few government shutdowns, and sometimes they last a couple days, sometimes they last a week. I think the one that I remember the most, maybe that you're referring to, was like a December-ish one. It lasted that, a while, It was like a whole month like a long. Month? I think yeah. it bled into January. And But the funny thing is, is at the time, what they kept threatening was, look, all the parks and monuments are going to be shut down as if that's a threat now like, like we haven't had that for 18 months right so yeah, you're, no that's a great point it looks a little bit different now that we've all been in our house for a year and a half yeah and like they've taken every like they took playgrounds away from us for the yes. love of god like we haven't been able to swing for a long time anyway so if you need to shut down the forest like exactly i mean I don't necessarily want that. But. I, I think so far what it looks like, I mean, just to sort of recap the story, is that it looks like Mitch McConnell is going to hold out on this. And his messaging this time, it's, it's, this is one of those really political things where you watch messaging to see what they're trying to get across. Because with a lot of things, it's, they're, they're trying to, you know, they're, I mean, they're always messaging. But this one in particular is so cut and dry. It's always the same. Democrats want to spend more money. Republicans don't. Like, there's really not much more to that. But then they always come out in the midst of it and say, well, here's what's going on. They try to spin it. So McConnell, this time, his message is, it's Democrats have full control of the Senate and the House and the White House, which they barely have the Senate. But he's technically right. He's not the majority leader. So... His message is, look, if they want to do this, they can do it. They don't even need us. We're going to stand in the way if they try to come to us because we don't want to spend $3.5 trillion. But technically, they can do this on their own. So you can't blame Republicans this time. You can only blame Democrats. I think that's a winning message. Yeah. But I also, there's political gamesmanship in that too. Because what he's saying is, listen, Republicans, don't get mad at us if this happens. We technically all stood together and they still overrode our our unity, which is true. I mean, all of that's true. But I just wish that, <clears throat> it, let's say the Republicans had one more person in the Senate and they actually did have the majority, 51. I wish that they would stand up and do this stuff when they had the majority, but they always seem like they don't have enough backbone to say, stop the spending, even when they're in power. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think that's why 
I mean, that's what the Trump factor was, right? Like, no that's matter what. They liked him. That's why people voted him. for Trump. And that's why he was successful as far as, like, representing the people that wanted him there, despite the fact that he was kind of arrogant, very arrogant and pushy, is that there is so much political gainsmanship on both sides. And even if McConnell's doing everything right for the Republicans, ultimately, it feels like, Always politicians on both sides are doing things right for the politicians and not the people. Right. And then we suffer the consequences. Which even McConnell seems to be doing this time to me. I think he's making the right decision in the moment. Mm-hmm. But uh, it, it's weird because sometimes I'm like, oh, he's so he's such a smart guy. You know, I mean, he's done some great things with the judiciary when Trump was in office. So I am glad to have him at times. And other times I'm really skeptical of his motives. But you mentioned something that I it, kind of a right turn here. Remember at the beginning of COVID, probably March through maybe May of 2020, why did we shut down parks? I don't know. Why did we shut down? Why did we ever shut down beaches, anything outdoors? Golf courses weren't open. I mean, when we talk about trusting the science, a lot of people, they think about those things, including me, and they go, was the science telling you? that nobody should go out to a beach because maybe if the beach was really, really crowded, but for the most part, if you go to a public park, like for instance, when this whole thing started, I remember going, oh, this is kind of like at the beginning, very beginning, it was kind of fun. Like, oh, this is weird. Mm -hmm. Never done this before. So my family decided to take a like day road trip on a Saturday. It was probably like the first Saturday that this whole thing was happening in March. We decided to go out to this old fort in Illinois. I can't remember the name of it. Fort de Charters. It might have been that one. Mm -hmm. It's down by, it's a French name. uh, I want to say Ponce de Leon, which is not the name of the city. Prairie de Rocher. Prairie de Rocher. Yep. It's down by there. The fort down there, it's incredible. It's cool. If you've never been there, it's super cool. So we go down there because my kids are, you know, five and three and two or whatever they were at the time. And I'm like, you guys, we're going to go see a fort today because there's literally nothing else to do. We're going to go into this open field and look at a fort and let you guys like run around at it. And we get there and the whole thing's roped off. They roped it? I mean, any entrance that you could get in was chained off and it was like closed due to COVID. And that's like a very open area. There was no, it's out in it's the middle of nothing. It's basically a field with like a quarter of a wall surrounding yes. it. I mean, you, you could... It would be hard to get enough people there for it to be an issue. Yeah. And it was closed. And I saw a couple other people doing the same thing. Not a ton, but a few. And I, my mind goes back to that anytime somebody goes, well, trust the science. Because that made no sense. We're out in an open field walking around and it's windy. How could this possibly spread COVID? Well, and that was one of those things where at the very beginning we thought, all right, we are... and." Fun is an interesting way to put it because there was like a a little bit of excitement like this is so different. Not to take away from the like the actual like devastation that it caused, but it was so different to our way of life. Hindsight's 2020, right? Like we're now we're looking back. We're like, well, that was dumb. But it's carrying those things on now. Like, why are we wearing masks outside when nobody else is around that we're like, it was one thing. To do silly things at the beginning when we were all when we all thought this was a zombie apocalypse, Mm -hmm. when we had all like bunkered in and, you know, called our loved ones and just, you know, 
tried to get our affairs in order. But now that we see that it's a virus and we're controlling it and we're learning to work with it as part of our world, now it's like, all right, can we stop doing some of the dumb stuff at least? Yeah. Like, there's no reason that kids can't go to parks. There's no reason that you need to wear a mask when you're at a park. Like, I don't know. And I think most of those things are open now. You know, I think most kids are in school, but they're mm-hmm. wearing masks. Uh, most kids are, you know, playgrounds and things are probably mostly open. But I, I, I get what you're saying about the early part of it where it's like, well, nobody really knew. But we did know some things. We knew that there was a 99.9 something something percent survival rate even early because this had hit Italy and other nations before us. So we we weren't even looking at data. We were reacting, reacting emotionally even at that moment. Yeah, that's true. And yes, we can all kind of write it off like, well, if it was 15 days to slow the spread, then let's just react and get it over with. But- as we know, that didn't happen. And we, it just worries me on a, on a couple of different levels. One, that we would react so emotionally to something that devastated our economy, even if it was only going to be two weeks. Like, yeah, we could have weathered two weeks, but we didn't need to react that way even then. And then secondly, now that we've seen this thing go on forever, and you watch the images coming out of Australia the same way as I do, the same way as everybody else does, and other nations too, that stuff's scary. And if this were, if it were China or if it were Myanmar or some nation that the history of the nation is so much different than ours, Australia is not that different. They've taken away all their guns. That's different. Mm-hmm. We, we, we are still a Second Amendment nation. But that nation generally looks a lot like us. And they are going through such incredible authoritarian control and police beatings and spraying people with pepper spray and they're droning th- i mean all in the name of keeping people safe and in healthy. the name of coronavirus mm-hmm. that that stuff makes me nervous as an american to say worldwide this has been used to control people like i've never seen and never thought possible and i don't even think the people in control thought oh you know what we'll do we'll use medical scare tactics to do this but now that they've realized they can do it, I'm genuinely afraid that every five to ten years we're going to see a pandemic. I really am. And that made me make me a conspiracy theorist. But I think there's also a very real possibility that people in power, and we hope that's not the United States because we transfer power often enough, hopefully, that we wouldn't see that. But one party is very much using it more than the other right now here. Mm-hmm. And other nations... They don't see that transfer of power nearly as often as we do. Like Trudeau just got reelected. That, that surprised me. And people like him are authoritarians. And if those people continue to stay in power or people like them continue to stay in power, what's to stop somebody from saying, you know what? That was man-made. Let's do another one that's man-made because, gosh, look at all the power we've gained from this. Yeah, I mean, and on the other hand, now that they've gained this power, what's to say they give it up? Like, they don't just drag this out like they have been and control it with this. Why even bother inventing something else? They've already got it. Like, you see them working to keep the to keep the control over the situation. I guess, yeah, if we start to, like, balance that power back out. But they've already decided 
like these kids in schools, like they're, they're, this is like a really cliche term, but they're fundamentally changing the way we're doing things Mm -hmm. in the name of coronavirus. And some of these things are irreversible. I guess part of me hopes that it's still temporary is why I'm saying that because we started to see these things lift like in April of this year and May and then the summer and then Delta became a thing. Mm -hmm. And so I think, I think Delta combined with like we saw, oh, it started to open up, but then Delta came and it was like, oh, clamp back down. Everybody clamp it back down. And we're in the midst of that now that I think that's what I'm afraid of is that not just this one would continue because knowing the way viruses usually work, this is actually a pretty normal part of viruses where they mutate and they do it again. How do we... How do we take the politics out of science, though, at this point? Because you've got the head of the CDC and Biden, the Biden administration working together to pass these booster shots when there are other people in the medical community that are saying these booster shots aren't ready. But the buck stops with these department heads, essentially, and they're colluding <laughs> on the basis of politics and agenda and we're just here as a nation. Like, how do we, what do we do? That's, I was going to say, that's the million dollar question that we'll end on, except that's more like the $500 billion question because there's an entire industry around that stuff that I I desperately want to trust. Mm-hmm. And I just can't. I mean, we're making good strides. I mean, we're making strides on like our local level. Our attorney general, Eric Schmidt, is going school district to school Absolutely. district. And There's good things happening. People are fighting. Yes. People are fighting and pushing back. But don't you wish we didn't have to fight those battles? Yes. I mean, that's kind America. of the point. Yes. Yeah. This is America. We're supposed to have rights and things enshrined that these shouldn't ever be battles. So, hey, we're out of time. Wiggins America, thank you so much for tuning in. Trisha, thank you for coming in for the last segment here. Thank you for having me. And talking with us. We'll do this again next week. Appreciate it. You can go to 971talk.com to get the podcast. Get more at 971talk.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.